Welcome to the Mothers Making Momentum podcast. We're here on a mission, one that resonates with mothers across the globe. Our mission is to guide today's mother to make a million more moves and get her a million more moments with a million dollar mindset. Whether you're balancing diapers or deadlines, toddlers or teens, we're here to help you navigate the beautiful chaos of motherhood. We are excited to bring you new episodes every week. For more resources and to be a part of our growing community, be sure to visit mothersmakingmomentum.com. Now, let's get started with this week's episode. And we are live. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Mothers Making Momentum. We are million-dollar moms making moves and making a million moments that matter. I am Erin Heberger, and I am a mother making momentum. I am also a wife. I am a mom to three-and-a-half-year-old Ella and 22-month-old Sammy. I can't believe he's going to be two so soon. We're not talking about that today. Anyways, I am also a fur mom to two crazy dogs, and I was a sixth-grade teacher for 15 years up until recently making my second maternity leave permanent thanks to my online business. Forever grateful for that. Because yes, I am officially a full-time work-at-home mama. It's still surreal that I'm not dealing with like the mass chaos right now of back to school from the teacher perspective. Still kind of like wrapping my head around that, if I'm being honest. Are you, as a mother, feeling overwhelmed by the back to school chaos? If so, you are not alone. But here's the thing. It does not have to be that way. Today, I am going to help you tackle the stress of new routines, all the school things, busy schedules. We are going to take all of this head on and really make things feel more manageable. So I've got practical tips. I've got real solutions. I'm not a fluff mama. That is not how I run. And I am about to make this school season smoother for you and your kiddos, right? Who likes simplicity? You say simplicity because that's me. I like to keep things simple. People who know me might be like, no, you don't. You are nuts with things you do sometimes, but I do. I like to keep things simple. Okay. So first and foremost, fill me in. When do or did your kiddos go back to school? So here I'm in upstate New York. So ours go back this week, but I know a lot have already been back for like, what, a month or so almost? My three year and a half year old. So Ella starts um, next week. She's in three day threes this year for preschool. It's so crazy. I can't even believe it. And then I want to know, all right, how are you feeling? How are you feeling with your kiddos going back to school or being back to school? Because it's a mix of emotions, right? Like, are you like, party? Kiddos are back at school. Bye. (laughs) Or is there some relief maybe being back on a schedule? You're getting a little time to yourself if you have school age kiddos. Maybe you're missing the freedom of summer and having your kids home with you, or maybe it's something in between. All right. So first and foremost, obviously back to school season can be super exciting, but also a titch overwhelming. Agree or agree, right? So today we're going to talk, like I said, about some realistic strategies to make it a smooth transition. Side note. Everything that I'm going to talk about today can be tweaked for your individual family, depending on how old your kids are, perhaps how many your kid, how many kids you have. And they also are applicable whether you are a mama who works outside the home, you work at home, or you're home during the day. I've done both. So I've got both perspectives here. First thing we're going to talk about is routines. Routines are essential for making your days less chaotic. 
So this is probably the number one thing that is going to keep you sane this school year. Setting up your routines right now, like before things are like totally out of control, is going to save you a boatload of time all year long. We're actually going to start talking about your nightly routine because, I don't know, this might be an unpopular opinion, but this is my opinion. Your night schedule, your nightly routine, I actually think is the most important. I think it's even more important than your morning routine. I know, I know people teach like miracle mornings, all the things, but if you ask me, your night routine is better. Now, let me tell you why you're wrong if you think morning. No, I'm just kidding. But let me tell you why night routine is so important. So with an effective nighttime routine, you are setting yourself up for success the next day. So basically, anything that you can do the night before, it takes it out of your morning routine the next day, right? So the more you can take out of that morning routine, the better. So for example, here are things you can do at night and should do at night to make your mornings easier. Make lunches ahead of time. Lay out clothes, both for you and your child. I can't even tell you. I don't know why, what it is, but especially when I was teaching and had to be up out of the house by like seven o'clock in the morning with a baby, I like laying out my clothes the night before really made such a big difference. Anyway, pack the backpacks, check the calendar for the next day. I'm going to get more into calendars um, and prep in a minute, but you can even make your breakfast ahead of time. Again, I'm going to talk more about meal prep in a few minutes, but All of these things can be done the night before, and they're going to save you time in the morning. However, yes, you need a morning routine too. So hopefully all that's left for you to do each morning is really get you and your kids ready for the day and out the door. So depending on their ages, here's what you're going to do in the morning. Depending on their ages, um, maybe they need to shower in the morning. So shower if needed, get dressed, obviously brush the teeth, that kind of thing, eat breakfast, Grab everything that you prepped the night before, like lunches, backpacks, whatevs, and then get yourselves out the door. So simple if you've set yourself up for success the night before. Okay, let's talk after school. Yes, after school routine matters. And again, like anything else, this is going to need to be tweaked based on your kid's age and their specific needs. But first of all, most important, building in time for your child to decompress from their day and relax for a minute or a lot of minutes. So this, again, is different for different types of kiddos. So for some, and I've learned a lot of this too through like parent conferences and talking to parents. Um, So I've obviously worked with a lot of different types of kids, but there's some that they need that as soon as they get home, they have been working so hard to stay focused at school that they just need that relaxing time, that you know, com- that decompressing time. They need it right away. Whereas for others, they're like, no, I'm in school mode. I want to get my homework done as soon as I get off the bus or as soon as I get home um, so then they can enjoy the rest of their night off of schoolwork. So this might be something that you have to test and tweak, right? See what works best for each of your kiddos. And if you don't know like which way to start, ask your kids which they prefer and then see how that goes first. Maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong, but it's a good starting point is letting them buy in. Like the more say that they have into their routine, the more they're going to buy into it, especially, well, I think that's true actually for any age. All right. So as I said, like the morning routine or excuse me, the afternoon routine will need to be personalized for your child. And then also we need to throw in, you know, if they have any kind of after school activities um, that they need to go to, those have to be 
you know, thrown into account as well. Um, make sure that they have time, though, like I said before, to have a snack, move their bodies in addition to getting done their homework. And don't forget some family time. I know you're like, oh, my gosh, all the things. But that's why having this routine, make sure that they all fit in somewhere and it doesn't feel like mass chaos. Oh, can we talk about homework for one second? I got to put on my teacher hat for a minute. Is that all right? Let's talk about homework. Homework should not be a battle between you and your kids. I literally feel like I'm at like parent night right now in <laughs> school. Okay. So if it's becoming a, a battle, if homework is becoming a battle between you and your kids, you need to let your child's teacher know right away so that he or she can give you guidance based on their style or preference. Because just like kids are different, teachers are different. So as I said, I was a sixth grade math teacher. Maybe I didn't say math, but I was a sixth grade math teacher. So my philosophy around homework was basically if your child is struggling, well, okay, side note, I don't expect, I never expected parents to know how to do math homework, right? That's okay. Things are so different than how we learned in school. And us teachers have had hours and hours and hours of training of how to teach the new ways of doing things. Sixth grade, by the time they get to sixth grade, it's like a little more, a lot of it actually is more similar to how we learn, but especially the lower grades, it like, can I get the mind blown emoji? Like it can be mind blowing. Um, so again, back to what I would say is I always told parents, I would rather them not help if like the kids struggling and the parents don't understand the way that I taught the kids to do. I would much rather have the kid come in with their homework not done as long as I can see that they tried or parents can like jot a note on the paper, like whatever. But I would much rather have them come in with it not done than have their parents have shown them a different way to do it because that's just going to confuse your child more. So even though you feel like you might be being helpful and being so cool, being like, oh, look at this is how I did it in school. I think your child teacher would agree with me in saying, please don't do that. Please don't do that. So again, reach out to your teacher if home, your kid, your, your teacher, your kid's teacher, if homework is becoming an issue because it should not be a battle and your teacher, your child's teacher can help. All right, let's back, back to schedules. So no matter what the schedule ends up being for your family, having it written out is super helpful to everybody, even if your kids can't read yet. Um, having a visual for younger kids with pictures is super helpful. Um, I actually made a visual for um, Ella for her nighttime routine because she was struggling with like bedtime routine. Can I see a hashtag toddlers if you have a toddler or had a toddler who struggle with their bedtime routine. So it's literally, it's a quick foldable. It really is a quick foldable, I swear. I like took pictures of her doing her things. It's kind of, it's like a checklist for her. And when she completes a task, so like brushing your teeth, picking up your toys, you know, reading the story, putting your pajamas on, she gets to um, lift up the tab so it says done. Older kids, you could do an actual checklist, but having something tangible for them to touch is super helpful. And again, visual for smaller kids, starting with toddlers, um, and then as they get older, it could be like a checklist or something like that. Um, because the more involved that they can be with the process, the better. All right. You might be sitting here being like, oh my gosh, their entire lives are structured. Like, isn't this too much? All right. I'm not saying by any means that you should be like setting timers for them. Like, okay, 10 minutes, snack time, done. Okay. Like a, like a drill sergeant with a whistle. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. But because you're right, like their days are so structured. Kids have to be kids, but kids also of all ages, they thrive on knowing what to expect 
And so creating a schedule that they can depend on helps that for sure. Moving right along to number two, let's talk organization. Having a designated area for kids to do their work is super important. Even if it's, it could be the kitchen table, like for younger kids so that you can help them as needed, or at least like monitor what's going on while you make dinner or whatever. Um, and you could even do this with little kids, like start them young. So my toddlers have a table and this is where they do like their crafts, their sensory play, like whatever they're doing, Play-Doh even over there. And so they just kind of know like, okay, that's their space. That's like their workspace. And they love it. They like, the, they know that I have my workspace. They like having their workspace and it's setting them up for future when they eventually might have a desk in their room or whatnot. But building that routine now is super important. Obviously, like flexibility with younger kids is going to be important. But again, it's just starting that flow. All right, let's talk about more about a calendar like I was talking about before. Having a family calendar is super helpful. So it's essential for keeping track of all the things. Like beginning of the school year is nuts with due dates, having all the things. I was talking to my friend Jen the other day about like um, traveling in September and whatnot. And she's like, September is homework for parents month. Like it's insane. Okay, it's a little bit true. Sorry, not sorry from the teacher perspective. <laughs> but that said, all these due dates need to be on a calendar. All these due dates on a calendar is going to be super important. Have it in like your kitchen or an area where everybody, you know, goes a lot so that everybody can see what's going on for the week. And also that if your significant other is like, I didn't know we were doing this, you can say, oh, it was on the calendar. <laughs> sorry, not sorry that you didn't look. Anyways, also make sure everybody knows like where this is, you know, be upfront about it. But Sunday nights are a great time to, you know, for all of you to look at the calendar as a family and preview the week ahead. So there are no surprises. All right, let's talk meal prep. <laughs> it's really funny that I'm talking meal prep. I am no chef. I do not cook. I, no. As I said in the beginning, simple is the name of my game. But meal prepping is a game changer for simplifying busy weeks. So I talked about making lunches the night before. Um, I do that even for the days that my kids go to um, an in-home sitter two days a week and I have to make their lunch and their breakfast. So I do as much as I can the night before and it just, again, streamlines those mornings. You can even prep breakfast. Like I love overnight oats. That's a super easy thing to prepare ahead. Um, breakfast bars are a nice, easy thing, DIY or store-bought. There's healthy store-bought ones too. Search Pinterest. Honestly, like Pinterest has so many ideas. Say Pinterest if you're like, I like to call myself a wannabe Pinterest mom. I got boards and boards and boards of saved things. I do some of them, but it's great. <laughs> it's great for getting ideas. Like I said, there's one thing I've really been wanting to try. So I know they have like DIY Uncrustables so you can freeze them. You like make a bunch of them, freeze them, and then you take them out the night before. Boom. That's something that's been on my pinned list to make for like two years now. But anyways, right? That's a, it's a thought that counts. Yeah, not so helpful in this department, but whatevs. All right, dinner, doing crock pot meals. My friend Carrie swears by like the single pan meals. I think that's what they're called. Again, Pinterest is your bestie. Third, let's talk mindset. Mindset matters, both for you and your kiddos. So having open conversations, like, yes, it can be, hang on, pump the brakes. So yes, back to school time can be stressful for us for sure, but it can also be stressful for your kiddos, kiddos of all ages, right? Like I was just, Ella loves school, but I brought something up about like going back to school recently and she like 
panicked for a hot second. And I'm like, it's okay. You know, you got to like ease them into it. So um, having open conversation with your kids about the school year, talking about their fears, but building excitement at the same time and reminding them that, and yourself that it's normal to feel a mix of emotions. Um, something else that's important throughout the school year is setting aside time each day when you can talk one-on-one -on -one with your kids about how their day went, right? One-on-one -on -one if it makes sense, as a whole family if that makes sense for you, but making sure that they have that one-on-one -on -one time if they need it. And I know it's hard when you're trying to fit in all of the things. I totally get it. But some simple things that you can do um, to get them talking, and again, this is from experience because I can't tell you how many parent conferences I've had with sixth graders where parents are like, all right, I got nothing. I have no idea what goes on here. My kid doesn't talk to me. So if you are in that train, just know you are not alone. But these are some tips that have helped other parents. Um, so simple way. Okay. You can ask them every single day to share something in that day, like one thing that made them happy, one thing that made them unhappy. Um, you can use obviously whatever adjectives that you want here, um, depending on their age, um, tweak this wording. And I do this already with Ella. Like I can say, what is something that made you smile today? And what is something that made you frown today? Something else that is huge, again, even like for toddlers, affirmations. They are super important for moms too. Um, yes, they're also important for kids. So reciting affirmations in front of the mirror every single night or every single morning is a powerful way to set a powerful tone for, the, for your child's day or to wrap up a day. Like even if a day may be chaotic, ending with affirmations is such an awesome way to really just put a positive spin on everything. So I actually have an awesome list um, for kids. I'll drop in here also. And of course, it can be tweaked based on your child's age. But simple ones like, I am ready to learn and grow. Um, every challenge makes me stronger. I am capable of achieving great things. I'm a good friend with others and I show respect. Um, it's okay to ask for help. That's how I learn. I believe in myself and my abilities. So if you are, by the way, if you are looking for more help in like getting your headspace in check, getting that mindset in the right place, head over to mothersmakingmomentum.com and click on that mind tab because we have some amazing resources right there that are going to help you. Okay, last but equally important, we need to talk about self-care. I've shared all the things to do to make this a smooth transition for everyone, but do not forget to take care of yourself, mama. This is a whole other talk, but super duper quick. First of all, in case no one has told you today, you matter. You matter too, okay? Yes, kids are important, but you matter too. And here's what you need to do because you are incredible. You need to prioritize me time. Take 15, 20, 30 minutes every single day and do something just for you. Whether it's a quick walk, whether it's reading before bed, but something just for you. And it's not good enough to just mean to do this. You literally need to schedule this into your calendar. It's that important because I don't know about you, but if things are not on my calendar, they don't get done. And then last, last, last. Can we just talk for one second about how expensive back to school is, right? Like clothes, the supplies, the fundraisers, all of the things. That is something that I know can be stressful. And if this is something that's adding to your stress levels, then while you are over getting your headspace in check at mothersmakingmomentum.com, also click on that money tab. So whether you are looking to bring home an extra $100, $1,000 a month, or maybe even more, yes, that's possible. I know some people are like, wait, what? 
um, for your family, you can learn right there how to do that without sacrificing precious family time. We are a community of mothers. We are supporting each other in every way, including bringing an extra stream of income home to our families. I mean, I am forever grateful for this opportunity because it got me out of the classroom and home to my babies this year. And no, by the way, people ask me this, like, do I need to quit my job to do what you do? Absolutely not. If you love your job, you love what you're doing, you do not have to quit. I actually did this while teaching full time for a couple of years before, after having Ella, um, before I had Sammy. So absolutely, it is doable to do with a full time job. And we have options for everybody. So if bringing in some extra cash could help you and your family to talk to the person who invited you to the summit and they can get you all of the information as well as going to the website. Okay, that's a wrap for me. My hope is that you wrote down some nuggets that are going to help you streamline and de-stress the back to school season for you. And I would love, love, love to know what is one new thing that you're going to put into action this week. All right. Have a great rest of your day and thanks for chatting with me. That wraps up another empowering episode of Mothers Making Momentum. Remember, every step you take, big or small, brings you closer to those million more moments and a million dollar mindset. If you found value in today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with another amazing mother in your life. To continue this journey with us and to access more resources, visit our website at mothersmakingmomentum.com. Thank you for being a part of our community and we'll catch you in the next episode.